All right, so before we start uh, this week's episode, uh, Caleb and I would like to uh, pay tribute to uh, Chowerwick Bozeman. It's a, a true loss to everybody, and uh, our thoughts are truly uh, with his family and friends. Um, really, all we can say is, you know, hope they're they're doing well. Everyone's, I don't know, I, I'm really not good at this stuff. I and I truly, no, apo- you're not. I truly apologize, but. You know, it, it's you know a great loss. May he rest in peace. And um, what more can you say than Wakanda forever? Hell yeah, yeah. We, I mean, obviously we got rid of our through the wall segment, which is where we would have thrown, where we would have talked about this a little bit more. Yes. But we just wanted to make sure that our king knew that he was honored on yes. this show and uh we have a kind of a not really a surprise but just something that we are looking forward to doing uh for next week's yes. episode so, so look forward to that yeah at the end of the show so definitely stay tuned listen to the whole thing please yeah <laughs> um so um without further ado uh let's get the show started yeah And welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan David Rose. Oh no, this is where you're going. Yeah, come on. And I'm Caleb Edwin Lee Albers. And we're the All Bros. I had to. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Dude, I was so worried. I'm just like, oh no, where is he going with this? And I'm like, oh, that's where. Where'd you think else I could go? I don't know. I thought you were going to go like complete surfer dude with it. Oh, no. No, no. I can't pull off surfer dude. Anyway, we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we will be talking about uh, some adventures in hunting. Uh, we got a new Scooby-Doo pop coming, as well as a uh, Toys R Us pop that no one in the U.S. can actually get. Which is bullshit. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, some new Elvis pops, as well as some Boys Season 2 pops coming out. Uh, and then uh, we'll be talking about uh, the new Looney Tunes uh, DC line as well. we got some uh, new announced ones. Um, we got nothing for Blu-rays or this week's sneak peeks or what's in the box. So we'll be, going, uh, ju- we'll be jumping in to our main event of the evening which will be our most excellent breakdown of Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, It'll be most legit. They don't say legit. Well, I, okay, whatever. You have to do... You, Forget you. You have to use words that they use. So you have to I'm like, not good at quoting movies. It'll be most bodacious. Most bodacious. There, see? Didn't you say bodacious, though? What? What did you say? Most excellent? Yeah, most excellent. Oh. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, what do you say we get started? <laughs> Let's do it. 
I'm Brucker. I'm Levi. And together, we co-host a movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. On our movie podcast, we like to have fun with movies, and we don't like to break down movies beat by beat, scene by scene. We like to talk about what was fun about them. So we talk about our favorite scenes, uh, sprinkle in some trivia, uh, we debate whether or not they deserve a sequel, and we also talk about um, some drinking rules that they can have, such as drink every time Vince Vaughn stuffs his face in Wedding Crashers. Or something we call the Yoda Clause, which is every time Frank Oz jumps on a screen, finish your drink. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or really anywhere you can find podcasts, if this sounds interesting to you. Yes, and we also love listener interaction, and we also like to take movie requests, so you could reach out to us on Twitter at Film on the Rocks. Instagram, Film on the Rocks Podcast, or email us at fotrpodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from y'all. Give us a listen. All right, so first up with Adventures in Hunting, we got a new Scooby-Doo pop coming to Box Lunch, and it's Scooby-Doo painted as the mystery machine. Which is kind of stupid. It's kind of nightmare fuel. I wouldn't say it's nightmare fuel, but it's... It's kind of disturbing. It's ridiculous. It's like you can't even see his. It looks like camouflage. You can't even see his damn nose and mouth. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that doesn't work about this is the mystery machine only has like one layer of that weird paint job. That's a good point. This figure has multiple layers of the same paint job, and there are areas, especially on the body, where the little flowers are stretched out. Yeah. And it it doesn't work. No, it does not. Will I buy it? Maybe. Probably. I really hope I don't. Yeah. Well, the only thing, like the good thing about this, is when you do buy one of these, is you're it... contributing to the Feeding America COVID nineteen response fund. Okay, then I have to buy it. Then I love it when they do that. So yeah, I'll buy it. I know. Freaking damn you, Box Lunch, for being <laughs> generous people. All right, you got me. I'll buy one. <laughs> and it's Scooby-Doo. But I'm not going to be happy about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, we got a, a new Jeffrey, or as Caleb likes to say, Joffrey. It looks like Joffrey. You could say it's like Geoffrey. Geo- but who f- says f- Joffrey the Giraffe? Okay, I didn't know that's, that's how you pronounce <laughs> it, because I didn't know that... Okay, honestly, I did not know that that was his name for a really long time. So I thought that that was the spelling. Were you ever a Toys R Us kid? No, I wasn't. My mom thought it was a dirty place for dirty children. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. And you know what? She wasn't 100% wrong. Hey, that's where my love of Transformers toys got started, so suck it. It's probably where you caught the flu, too. You know, you're not wrong. Anyway, so this new Jeffrey uh, Pop will be him dressed as Superman, and this will be exclusive to Toys R Us. And as we all know, Toys R Us is no longer in the United States. Well, actually, wait, no, they're start. They're kind of like coming back a little bit. They're starting off small. Mm, aren't they only opening in like malls? I think so. But anyway, so, but anyway, so the only place where you can actually like go to Toys R Us right now, to where it's as big as it used to be, is Canada. So, Canada. Canada. So, this is the only place that you can get uh, Jeffrey Superman. And as far as I know, you cannot ship it to the United States. That is absolute horseshit. That is 
so stupid. If I can order it online, I should get be able to get it shipped to the U.S. Yeah, right. Wait, like hell, we freaking ship to you for free, Canada. Freaking assholes. <laughs> I'm. I apologize to all of our Canadian Wait. listeners. I know there's a few. What? Wait, shit! Some people actually were able to order it. The shit. Yeah. Because someone said a guy was able to get a confirmation on his order. What the hell? Where does he live? Vermont? Because that's basically Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize to our Vermont listeners. (laughs) Well, apparently if you want to buy it, it's going to be about 35 bucks. If you actually... (laughs) Bloody hell. How about no? I actually thought it'd be more. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I see, I'm so confused because then people are saying they will not ship to the USA. I feel like we're, you're getting punked. Yeah, I I don't think. Yeah, you can't ship this to the USA. There's yeah, no, I think you're just wasting no your money. I think you can go online and purchase one, but you're wasting your money by getting it tr- translated to Canadian dollars. Oh yeah, definitely. Or whatever the hell Canadians use for currency, I, maple I, syrup. <laughs> that's statist. No, that's not. It's not a statist. I know. <laughs> Canada's not a state. I know. That's countryist. I mean, that's not technically wrong. Ha. <laughs> I apologize to everyone that lives in Canada. <laughs> I'm just bitter. <laughs> yeah, apologize to Top Pops right now. Top Pops? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Top Pops? Who? What the hell's Top Pops? Oh, he's like one of the biggest Funko Pop uh, YouTubers out there. Is and he he's, from Canada? Yeah, he's from Canada, actually. That's weird. I don't know why, but it's weird. Wow. <laughs> you should look him up. He's actually he's a, he's a pretty cool kid. Yes, he's a kid. He's a kid? Well, like, how a, old is he? Like, he's in high school right now. Dude, are you shitting me? What? <laughs> you should see his collection, though. Like, holy shit. He, he, <laughs> he actually ran out of room in his house that uh, they actually um, rented an office because I think his parents use the office too. So yeah, he has a room there at the office for the rest of his Funko Pops. Dude, I would tell my kid to go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I'd be like, you want more space? You go outside and build it. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, so moving on, uh, we got some new Elvis Pops coming out, which is awesome because I think uh, the only Elvis Pops available right now go for shit tons of money because they're like OG Funko Pops. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they haven't played with Elvis in a while then. So uh, we got Elvis in a Hawaiian shirt with a ukulele. I don't know what song this is supposed to go with. Might be the Aloha. Oh, shit. Nope, that wouldn't be it. Uh What song would that be? There's a shit ton of Elvis songs. You're not wrong. Um, Actually, I think that's a cover. I might be wrong. So, like, keep talking. I'll look it up. All right. Uh, Next up, we got Elvis in a uh, black button-up shirt, black slacks, with his hair all pushed down. It's not combed to the side. And I don't know what he's singing. Um, and then the next one, uh, I want to say this is like his Jailhouse Rock outfit. Doesn't it look like Jailhouse Rock outfit? It could be. All right, sure. We'll go with that. I'm not well versed in Elvis. I am not either. One of my coworkers would kill me. 
Just saying. Um, so he's wearing a striped white shirt uh, with a black jacket and black pants. And he's showing them white socks. It's looking awesome. Why are you talking weird? I don't know. Um, and then we got an exclusive, which will, which is an Entertainment Earth exclusive, part of the Diamond Collection. And it's basically the exact same as the uh, black shirt Elvis, but now he's all in diamond. He's he's wearing a diamond shirt, diamond outfit. How many times are you going to say diamond? As much as I want to, damn it. Yeah, so from what I can tell, the... Um... I found like the Elvis, so he's in like his Hawaiian shirt with a a lei. He did, he did that for "Can't Help Falling in Love." It looks like it. Shit, I might need this one because that's my favorite Elvis song of all time. Let me see. Well, shit. Yeah, I don't know what album this was for, but. I don't know. Like, I think this could be a b- blue Hawaii, or no? Like, it looks like he did this for a how to play ukulele book. What? Yeah. Like it says, Elvis Presley for ukulele. All right. Decent. But I mean, he is. Does his version like play ukulele? No, it looks like he was in a movie. What the shit? (laughs) Why is Elvis so confusing? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) I give up. (laughs) Alright, anyway, before Caleb has to scratch his brain anymore, head, whatever, uh, let's move on to our next set of Funko Pops, which are from uh, The Boys. And Caleb knows all about these because I've never seen one episode in my life. So, Caleb, do you want to take it away? Yes. So, this is actually a pretty good show. So, it's kind of like a rated R version of The Avengers. Shut up and take my money. It's it's good. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, so, the first one that we got is Queen Maeve. Um, she's basically like this world's Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, I don't know if she's bulletproof or anything, but she kind of has, like, the exact same outfit. Like, same headband, like, armor. She's super strong. Ooh. Basically does all that shit, so all that right. one's super cool. All right. Um, Next up, we got A-Train, which is this world's version of The Flash. Digging it. Yeah, uh, but he's, like, all blue, kind of has, like, a knapsack next to him. Runs super fast, obviously. Duh. Uh, next up, we got Billy Butcher, played by Carl Urban. And this one's pretty basic. It looks like he's holding a crowbar. Just kind of has like a... Like it's just a snarky look on his face. All right. Uh, next, we got Huey. I keep forgetting this the dude's first name, but I know he's Michael Shannon's son. He looks like Michael Shannon. He does, honestly. Yeah, but it looks like he's holding a a detonator, which is would make sense if you've seen the show. Um, next up, we got Starlight, and there are two versions of her. So there's Starlight, where she's in her classic outfit, and she kind of has her hands up, and then they have a 
glow-in-the-dark chase where her eyes and her hands glow. That's pretty cool. That is actually a cool chase. Yeah, super freaking dope. Um, Then we have a translucent, which this dude just turns invisible. All right. Like that's his whole shtick. But it's kind of cool because when he turns invisible, he becomes invulnerable. Ooh. So it's it's kind of like he covers himself in like this crystal-like stuff that makes him invulnerable. So they capture this guy. Like So Huey and Billy Butcher, their whole shtick is that they try to hunt down what they call soups. Okay. So superheroes. Yeah. Or people with abilities. Um, so they get a hold of Translucent, and Translucent, like I said, turns invisible. But when he turns invisible, his skin becomes super hard. So they've tried, like, they tried shooting him with a gun. Like, they, br- they bring in a, bit, a shit ton of stuff. Um, and spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen the boys that want to, skip ahead maybe, like, 30 seconds. The way that they kill Translucent is they shove a bomb up his ass <laughs> and blow him up from the inside. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that's how they kill, that's how they kill uh So basically how Marvel should have killed Thanos with Ant-Man. Basically, yes. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, uh, we got a figure for Homelander. And this one's really cool because he's in a levitation state. So he kind of has, has his hand. He kind of has like a Magneto stance. Oh, yeah. That's straight up Magneto. Yeah. But he's on a stand and everything. And it looks super dope. Um, then we have three exclusives. The first one is the Amazon exclusive, uh, Starlight. And this one is the out, or she's wearing the outfit that the uh, I think they call them the seven that the seven give her. So it's kind of like the superheroes are run by a corporation in this. So they're all sponsored by different people. They do commercials for people. A lot of them act in their own movies and and everything. And so they are trying to basically. <sighs> make Starlight's character a little sexier than she is. So they update her costume and give her something that's a little bit more like a leotard. Okay. Uh, So that's the outfit that you get with the Amazon exclusive. The Walmart exclusive is of Billy Butcher. Do you scream lazy? So lazy. It's the exact same figure as the common. It just has a little bit of... A bit of blood on his face. Yeah. That's it. That is seriously the only difference. So Same pose. Lazy. Still holding the crowbar. Like, it, they don't even change his shirt. Nope. <laughs> that is that is bullshit. This is legit like the uh, Tiffany chase from uh, Bride of Chucky. Literally the only difference was she had blood on her. For the Dumb. Um, and then the last one is the Target exclusive Homelander, and this one is really cool. He's standing with his hands kind of behind his back, kind of in like a straight, good posture pose, but his eyes are glowing, or are red. They don't glow. They're just red, uh, because he has laser vision. 
It's pretty cool. It is super cool. He, that dude, like the actor that they have to play Homelander, does super well at being heroic when he needs to be, like putting on that kind of show, being an asshole when he needs to be, (laughs) and being super freaking creepy. All right. Like, super freaking creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, creepy times a billion. (laughs) It is insane how creepy this dude is. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, but you need to watch the show, dude. It's, oh. Um, They just announced, or, I mean, he just announced, uh, Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Um. You know him, Dean oh, yeah, from yeah. Supernatural. He's going uh, to be in season three. Yeah. And so, I hope uh, they make him a soup. That would be pretty dope. That would be so cool. All right, so moving on. Uh, moving on to the uh, Looney Tunes uh, Funko Pops. Uh, so it looks like these are going to be all FYE exclusives, I think. Yeah, so if you remember from last week, we talked about the Tasmanian Devil being the Flash. And we actually took a guess at what some of the other Justice League members could be. We got and two right. We got two right. <laughs> yeah. So, first up, as Batman, we got Sylvester. Who did we put? It was in a Daffy? Yeah. Yeah. We said it's going to be Daffy, but it's... Gosh, I, 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 get, I get why they chose Sylvester. I don't like it, though. Fair. Can we make Tweety Alfred? Dude, how funny would that be? Right? <laughs> He's so good. All right, next up, we got Lola Bunny as Wonder Woman. Freaking called it. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Wiley Coyote as Cyborg. This one makes sense. It honestly does. I don't, I don't know why we didn't think of this. What, what did we put him as? I straight up forgot. Because we, didn't we, uh... Because it, it wasn't Cyborg. No, uh-uh. I forget who we picked. Oh, I think I said Elmer Fudd. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because we grouped the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote together with, like, two heroes that make sense to be with each other. Oh, I think I said Reverse Flash. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yep. and then the Roadrunner was going to be the, uh... The Jay Garrick Flash. Yes, yeah. Because I think that would have been cool because he would have had the helmet and everything. Yeah, it's so cool. But alas, we were wrong. All right, uh, next up, we got Bugs Bunny as Superman. Nailed it. Yep, we got that one right. Uh, And then, like we talked about last week, we got uh, Tasmanian Devil as the Flash. Hell yeah. I'm still waiting on Marvin the Martian Manhunter. (laughs) Caleb doesn't get that poppy suing Funko. <laughs> no, I'll make it my damn self. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, that is it for Adventures in Hunting this week, unless you got anything to add. Uh, nope. Okay. All right, it. so uh, we don't have anything for this week's sneak peeks uh, or what's in the box, so what do you say we move on to our main event of the evening? I say let's do it. Time for the main event. Let's play game. All right. Well, getting into 
the main event, uh, we actually have some responses from our bros. Ooh. Or answers from the bros. Uh, so I posted a question of the week this week. Um, kind of relating to Bill and Ted. This is actually your idea because I couldn't think of one and this yeah. was a killer idea. So I asked, what song do you think could unite the world? And we got some pretty decent responses. Uh, so starting off on Twitter, we got a response from the Untrained Eye at Untrained Eye Pod. Uh, he said, "Everybody by Logic and Take It Back by Logic." So Logic is a rap group, and I don't uh, okay. ne- I don't necessarily like rap, but I listened to both of these songs, yeah. and they're not bad. Okay, and that's surprising because I I typically hate rap. Do you feel they could unite the world? I think they could. All right. I absolutely Case closed. think they could. <laughs> yeah. They're they're good songs. I'll play them for you after we're done. Okay. Um, so Logic can unite the world, but not NWA. NWA. Please tell me you know who NWA is. I have no idea who NWA is. Ice Cube, Dr. Dre. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know them individually. I don't know them as the group. Oh, wow. Where have you been? Apparently under a rock. Yeah, (laughs) apparently. Uh, Next, we got a response from Adulting with Donnie, at Adulting Donnie. Uh, He said, let the bodies hit the floor by drowning pool. You got to be freaking kidding me. So technically, I I looked it up. It's just technically bodies by Drowning Pool. Oh, okay, but but yeah, that's the the song. Oh, do, do you not like that song? No, I like it. I just that, that's just quite a pick to unite the world <laughs> <laughs> and save reality as we know it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I listened to that a good couple times. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah, it, it is a very good song. Uh, next up, we got Mike at Newfie Mike. He said, "Imagine" by John Lennon. Can never go wrong, John Lennon. Yeah, unless you're Gal Gadot and all her friends. <laughs> Have you seen that super awkward video? No, but now I oh got my. to after this, dude. It is rough. Shit. All right. So it's Gal Gadot, and they start like they sing individual lines of "Imagine." Yeah. I think it's Imagine. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 92% sure it's Imagine. But she sings like one line of it. And then it cuts to a clip of like other actors doing it. But it's not like filmed professionally. It's like on their phone. And no music behind it. Like they don't have like the tune playing in the background or anything. It's just them singing. And it's horribly awkward. Shit. Um, so, yeah, we got Imagine by John Lennon, and he also said, We're Not Going to Take It by Twisted Sisters. Yes. I love that choice. Hails that to the yes. That is a great choice. Fantastic song. Uh, next up, we got Victims and Villains at Victims and Villains. Uh, he said, Cha-Cha Slide. Respect. I like it. Yeah, like, if you... <sighs> I mean, Cha-Cha Slide, I feel, is like a song that you need to be in the mood for. Fair. Or you just need to... Actually, I don't even know if it's like a mood song. It's just one you have to get caught off guard by. 
Yeah. And once you, like once you get caught off guard, you freaking get into it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so that's a, f- a great response. Um, moving over to Instagram, we got a response from Fresh Geek Context Podcast at FGC Podcast. Uh, they said, one of my favorite songs is Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters. I don't know why, but whenever I hear that song, I feel like everyone can rock out to it. And I feel inspired somewhat. Nice. I love that. Excellent reasoning yeah, for that song. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, as a bit of, I mean, I for fun, I am going, we actually just made it up before we started recording because uh, we had everyone's responses. We are going to add any responses that we get to that question of the week. We are going to add it to our All Bros Change the World playlist on Spotify. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so we'll sh- we'll share the link to that so you guys can go check it out. Um, since we didn't get a whole lot of responses, we threw in a couple additional songs. Um, like, let me see what I threw in. I wrote it down. And my memory's garbage, so. Uh, yeah, so we threw in everything. Um, I also threw in Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by George Michael and Elton John. Uh, because that one was inspired by the Untrained Eye podcast. Nice. Because <laughs> I was listening to their song, and it was like a, a trivia question of theirs. And... Yeah, freaking sang karaoke with them, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I added that song to the playlist. We might add a couple more. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but I added the soundtracks for all three Bill and Ted movies. So Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey, and Face the Music. Added all those into the playlist and put all of your guys's uh songs that you sent in into the playlist. So that is our official All Bros Change the World uh soundtrack. Yeah. So I'll post the link on it. You might be able to find I don't know if links work on Instagram. I don't think they do as far yeah. as I know. I'll find a way to share it to in- Instagram that works for you. <laughs> but I'll post the link on Twitter and Facebook, and yeah, just go listen to that and change the world, people. Yes. Um. So with that, we can finally get into our main event, where we break down Bill and Ted Face the Music. All right, so if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final all bros score, which ends up being a letter grade and a percentage, which we get into. Um, but the eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then at the end, give it our own personal grade because we can't be completely unbiased. <laughs> yeah, tr- true. Very true. Yeah. Um, so with that, if you have not seen this movie we are going to spoil it. Hardcore. Hardcore. It's Most still a fun movie. Audacious, dude. Sorry. <laughs> we, it's a fun movie. You guys should go check it out. Seriously, if you like the first two, I th- we think you'll like this one. 
Definitely. Um, so yeah, with that, Rose is going to read us a synopsis of the story. Um, so yeah, this is going to spoil a bunch of shit for you if you have not seen it. So, so let's start. You've been warned. Yes. So let's start everyone's favorite portion of the podcast, reading with Rose. (laughs) With two E's. (laughs) Yes. It's everyone's favorite. All right. So in 2020, Bill Preston and Ted Logan have failed to write a prophesized song to unite the world and time and space is beginning to collapse. Their wives are unhappy and Ted confides in Bill that he does not believe they will ever write the song. Kelly, the daughter of Bill and Ted's deceased time-traveling guide Rufus, arrives to take them to the future. They meet Kelly's mother, the great leader, who tells them that they have until 7.17 p.m. that night to write the song or reality will collapse. Realizing they will not be able to write the song in time, Bill and Ted use Rufus's time-traveling phone booth to steal the song from their future selves. However, their future selves are unsuccessful and their wives have left them. They blame their past selves for their failures. With Bill and Ted missing, the great leader sends a time-traveling robot named Dennis to kill them, hoping this will restore balance to the universe. Kelly travels back to the present to warn them, but instead meets their daughters, Billy and Thea, who decide to help their fathers create the song. Using Kelly's time machine, Billy and Thea recruit recruit musicians Jimi Hendrix, Louis Armstrong, Wolfgang Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, Ling Loon, and a cavewoman. What was the cave? Do you remember the cavewoman's name? I don't off the top of my head. I know it was just like a basic name. Yeah. Bill and Ted travel to 2025, where they have seemingly become successful. Uh, However, they are tricked by their future counterparts who try to pass off a song by David Grohl as their own. Billy, Thea, and their band return to the present to meet up with Kelly and a time-displaced Kid Cudi, but Dennis kills them and sends them to hell. Bill and Ted travel to 2067 and find their elderly future selves on their deathbeds. The elder Bill and Ted give their younger selves a USB drive containing the fabled song written by Preston Logan, stating that it must be performed at 7.17pm at MP46. Dennis appears but stands down upon learning they have the song, and regretfully informs them that he has killed their daughters. He turns his his weapon on himself, killing all three and sending them to hell. There, Bill and Ted locate their daughters and the band and settle their differences with their old bandmate, Death, to return everyone alive to the present. The group arrive on Interstate 210 at the MP46 marker, just as reality is collapsing. They realize that the Preston Logan on the USB drive refers to Billy and Thea, and that the song must be performed by ev- must be performed by everyone across time and space. They are joined by their wives, who have realized they are happiest in this dimension. The four use Rufus's phone booth to create copies of themselves across time and space, handing instruments to everyone who ever lived. Everyone across reality performs the song together, and Billy and Thea producing while Billy and Te- sorry. Okay, I totally butchered that. I'm sorry. Everyone across reality performs the song together with Billy and Thea producing while Bill and Ted lead the band on guitar. The universe is repaired and everyone returns to their proper time periods. <sighs> and scene. <laughs> yes. Like most Bill and Ted movies, Kind of confusing. <laughs> Just a little bit. And I want your opinion. 
Do you feel the ending was very abrupt? It was very abrupt. Because honestly, actually, I've watched a couple of review, other reviews of this, and literally every single one points that out. They're just like, the movie just ends like that. Like, holy shit. It does. <laughs> like, you kind of expect them to have, like, a little bit more. Like, I don't know. Like Yeah, like, all of a sudden, you hear Billy and Thea over uh, their voiceover be like, and that's it. They saved the world with the song. I'm like, well, shit, that was fat. Okay, that's it. All right. Yeah, like, uh, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was different. Just like, I felt like the... With Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, the ending... You slid into the ending. Yes. And, like, if... Like, yes, the... I feel like those movies also ended fairly quickly, but it felt like a quick landing like we were headed that way and it was just like okay fast landing this one it felt like we freaking crashed into the side of a mountain for real though and it's like over and you're like wait what what just happened yeah and shit got real confusing real quick seriously though with them doing the infinite bill and ted shit (laughs) yeah um yeah, I don't know what else to say to that. Yeah, I th- <laughs> like my biggest issue is that the the opening, like the beginning, was d- dragged a bit. Really, you felt that? I felt like it did. Like it was once. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I the beginning I was the beginning was like some of the strongest pacing wise. I don't think it was okay. I feel like once they kind of got into the therapist's office, yeah, that's where it kind of started to drag a little bit. And then okay. when they did the time traveling thing, and then they were just like they were told to go and write the song that's going to save humanity and save reality and everything. That's where I felt like that was dragging on a bit much. And then okay. it started to pick up the pace after they started getting into the time travel okay stuff. Which I liked a lot. I was going to say because I feel uh, when um, when they started meeting their uh, future selves, that didn't feel like it was dragging at all. No, it was everything up until they started to try- time travel. Really, even the wedding scene. The wedding dragged on. I I feel I hard, I strongly disagree. Really? Yeah, I felt it didn't drag on at all. <sighs> that had some. I okay, my my. It, when they started playing the song, that's when I was like, this is going on a bit long. I feel that was kind of the point. I, I get that. I understand that. But it's still, like, when it comes to pacing, maybe wasn't the best call. Okay. Yeah, but when you're playing the theremin, you have to go as long <laughs> as you can. I mean, come on. I get that. I honestly, <laughs> I, I understand that. They were doing it for laughs. But they should have had... Honestly, they should have had more going on Fair to justify doing it for that long. Can I, I also want to point out, um, I don't know how I feel if a song with bagpipes in it saves reality as we know it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I, that, that ain't going to work for me. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to get a lot of shit for saying that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can 
take it. Our Scottish listeners <laughs> are going to be like, hey, assholes. I mean, asshole, you're not agreeing with me. Or are you? I will neither confirm nor deny that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but that was an issue. And like I said, the ending was also an issue. Honestly, I feel that, honestly, I feel that the whole interaction with death went on a little long. That was actually, okay, when it comes to the pacing of this movie, that is honestly the only um, area of the film that I feel dragged on a lot is when they are actually in hell. Yeah. Because in Bogus Journey, Bogus Journey, hell felt like uh, something, not like, yeah, kind of like something special. Like the way that they were doing it was very interesting. You know, like how Bill and Ted like had to play, had to play games with death and all this stuff to get back to the living world. Yeah, just here it felt like it dragged on, and I really wish it didn't because I feel like there's a lot you can do with Bill and Ted and Billy and Thea in uh, Hell, but they didn't really take advantage of that. Yeah, honestly, I think they underused Death. Oh yeah, drastically. Death was easily one of the best parts of Bogus Journey. Oh, absolutely. And in this, he it was he was more annoying. You know what? Fair. And it makes, I mean, it kind of makes sense because I'm I'm assuming that all of those newspapers and articles that we saw at the end of Bogus Journey were canon in this, and they yes, tried they to sue or they sued Death because he tried to steal the Wild Stallion's name. Yeah, because uh, when they uh, talked to Death uh, during in this movie, yeah, I think I can't remember who brings it up, but. Uh, yeah, they bring up, dude, you tried to steal the name Wild Stallions from us. Yeah, That's I why we had to sue you. I'm pretty sure that was Bill that brought it up. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, that, that scene just dragged on a little too long. And it was... <sighs> I did like uh, Billy and Thea's pep talk, though, with that. That thing. was good. Yeah. That was pretty... Like, that helped the pacing a little bit, yeah. but not much. Fair. But... Overall, I think the the story it made sense. Oh yeah, it was funny. Like I think they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish. There were just a good amount of issues. This, even though this is the third one, and the movie that I'm going to talk about really quickly is the second one. I feel Bill and Ted Face the Music actually has a right for existing because, um. It it makes sense in a trilogy, uh, way of like you know like where they needed to go, why this movie needed to exist because they hadn't, you know, like officially united the world yet. Whereas, I'm thinking Dumb and Dumber Two, which is kind of like this movie where it's made so many years later, and you know, like these these actors are coming back to these roles. I feel Dumb and Dumber Two really did not need to happen. Do you feel like this movie's a little late? Actually, no. You think it came out at the right time? Honestly, the only thing that I have um a little problem with, and it is not like... Because this is more so like the acting. And it's just... It, it took me actually like a second viewing of this movie to get used to Keanu Reeves <laughs> still talking. <laughs> that... Is, that... We'll get into that with yeah. acting, but that is 
something you very much have to get into again. <laughs> like Alex Winters, it's like he never left the role. Al- Alex Winters is... But Keanu, you can definitely tell he left. <laughs> he's trying. He's really trying. But it yeah. just feels weird hearing him say, like, uh, you know, like, uh, Bill, my friend, I totally feel like things are totally about to change. And I'm just like, how do you go from, like, something like John Wick back to Bill and Ted? It's a rough transition. <laughs> but I think he really found his stride once he went back, once they went back into the future those two years and met up with the, their future selves yeah I agree. and he started i think his future selves were funnier i i, I can when they're that. yelling at each other and he's just like stop being such a bitch ted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just turns around and he's like you know what <laughs> i love when they're uh in the jail scene ted, uh, ted's like you want some bill and ted punk <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh. But like I feel like Dumb and Number Two, the biggest positive that I can take away from that is that it was just great to see Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels back together again. That is literally the only positive that I can say about that movie. The the story sucks. <laughs> you um, think? <laughs> whereas with this movie, it's great to see Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves back together again. And also I think the story is actually pretty damn good. It it fits into the Bill and Ted timeline. It works for a third movie. Like, honestly, I'm amazed of how well this story actually works for it being, what, 30 years since Bogus Journey? I think it's been that long. I think they said 25. Oh, 25. When did Bogus Journey come out? That one came out shortly after... It came out two years after Excellent Adventure, so I think that came out 1999? Damn, Keanu Reeves grew up in two years. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it's that or... No, the first one came out in 1998, didn't it? So, Bogus Journey came out in 1991, and then... 1991. Okay, so Bill & Ted is an 80s movie. So, that one came out in 89? Uh, yeah, 89. Yeah. Okay, so it's... Yeah, 25 years. Shit, wow. If I'm doing that math right. No, it's more than 25 years. Is it, It's closer to 30, right? If it came out in 1991, Bogus Journey. Okay, well, what year are they going on? So you're talking about the last time we saw them? Yeah. Okay, so that would be 1991 was the last time that we saw Bill and Ted. So So 29 years. 29 years. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's weird, right? Nineteen ninety four, like the nineteen nineties, doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I mean, but honestly, I think it was uh, what like twenty five years between Dumb and Dumber and Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm really glad that this one worked out better than that movie, dude. You're telling me. <laughs> I am so glad as well. Yeah. But that being said, it's kind of like if you if because like I said, I'm docking for the pacing and how off that it it was. I might have to fight you on that because I really don't. I didn't feel a lot of the pacing was off. The only I'm part... not going to dock it a lot. Okay, but I'm in like 
like the mid seventies for the story Shit. overall. Okay. The okay, where this movie excels for me and kind of makes up its points are in writing. Okay. Okay. I like that. I felt like that it was really well written, but we'll get into that here in a second. Okay. So, like I said, I'm in the mid seventies. Okay, I gotta hear where you're sitting because I'm higher than that. I'm like seventy six, seventy seven. Can you give me a seventy seven? Where are you at? I'm at like a solid eighty. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So if I'm, let me pull out my handy dandy calculator. calculator. <laughs> so if I'm sitting at I'm more leaning towards a 76. Okay. And you're sitting at a solid 80. Yep. So that averages out to a 78. Okay. All right. That works for me. So we'll we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> so- sounds good to me. All right. One moment here. All right. Next up, we got writing. Like, I, I can definitely agree that this one is stronger than the actual story. I can definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Quick little note. I'm I'm putting all, all these scores in on my phone and I just got a another reply to our question of the week. Oh, sweet. So I'm going to throw this in here. Okay. <laughs> kind of confuse them a little bit, but we got a response from Kyle and Nick on film at KN on film. Uh they said Dreams by Van Halen and said it united the freaking Power Rangers. Which rendition of the Power Rangers, though? Uh, I don't know. Just said the Power Rangers. I'm hoping it's the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the OG. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Like a little side note. Um, writing. Yes. What did you think? I thought it was very strong. Honestly, um, the the jokes were written really, really well. Like, um. One of my favorite, uh, I don't know, it's such a simple simple uh, line of dialogue, but it still makes me laugh when they uh, go to jail and uh, Bill, uh, jail Bill is just like, what'd you think of our song? And regular Bill's just like, is it a song? <laughs> <laughs> I freaking loved that. Oh my gosh. So good. Uh, it felt like... They got the original writers back. Like I, 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 I mean, I'm sure they did, considering the original directors came back. Did they really? Uh huh. Yeah. If they got the original writers, it felt like it. Or if if that. they didn't, either way, it felt amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If like they just nailed the the t- like the voice of bill and ted yeah and they were able to translate it into their daughters super well oh my samara weaving slow clap she was oh so good and i can't wait to get to talk about her most excellent dude (laughs) um i i i'm just gonna say this right now i would not hate a spinoff of billy and thea that I'm not would be saying, really fun. I'm not saying I am totally not against that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Not after seeing this. This yeah. was oh so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they gave them some really good writing, some good conversations, and everything. 
like uh, one of my favorite lines that uh, Thea says is when um, Jimi Hendrix like they're like talking to him about this whole band thing, and he just walks away, and she's just like, "Dude, we gotta have Jimi Hendrix." <laughs> just points to him. <laughs> Break it. <laughs> She was so perfect, dude. She was. Both of them were so perfectly cast. Oh, so good. And it's their delivery of everything that was written was so uh, well done. Or uh, I love um, Kelly comes back and uh, Thea um, puts her head out the window. Future dude, you're back already? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of writing that was that just that made the original Bill and Ted so much fun. Yeah, and almost timeless. <laughs> yeah, I love that you say that almost timeless. Yeah, I, I'm only going to say I'm saying almost, and you'll know if you've seen the movie recently, especially in 2020, you'll know why I said yeah. almost. I was want one thing I want to point out that I wish was in the movie because it happens in the first and the second, where Ted says something to where Bill's just like, "Shut up, Ted." <laughs> I was hoping for a moment like that, but we never got it. Yeah. Ah, uh, but gosh, I had no close to no issues with the the writing. Overall, so good. Honestly, I think it was more the extras that I had issues with with their writing. That's fair. Like, oh shit, I forget her name, but the therapist, Julian. Oh, isn't it Julian Bell? Julian Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like her writing was a bit off. That's fair, and I, I, yeah, I totally blame that on the writing. I do not blame that on the actress. Not at all. She is amazing. Yeah. Um. Have you? Side note: Have you ever seen her, um, her movie Britney Runs a Marathon? Hmm. Highly recommend. Okay. It's on. I think it's on Amazon still. So good. Have you watched um Rough Night with her in it? Yes, I love that movie. I, lo- <laughs> I love when they're in the airport and she pops open the champagne bottle and everyone is like ducking and running. She's just like, "Oh yeah, we're in an airport. That sounded like a gunshot." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Brittany runs a marathon shows what she can do in a serious role. Oh, and shit, holy okay. shit, she blows it out of the park. Okay, where but can anyway, I find that movie? Amazon. Okay, cool. I will be watching that. Yeah. Um. Gosh, what was I saying? That you yeah. didn't like her okay, writing. Yeah, her writing was a little bland. Fair. I feel. Come on, why couldn't she have interviewed George Washington? They could have honestly put anyone into that role. Fair. And I hate to say, but because I love Jillian, but I feel like they wasted her. They kind of did, honestly. I, I definitely agree with that. I'm trying to think of like a female musician that they could have put her as. Rihanna? I'm just kidding. Oh my I'm just gosh. kidding. No, but like <laughs> I'm trying, I I can't think of like musicians off the top of my head like that, but that would have been an amazing role to put her in. Yeah, because everyone else did like a super good job. Yeah, they did. 
the I think the only person I had an issue with, um, with the musicians was Louis Armstrong. I think that dude played it a little too cartoony. I liked it. I I liked it too. It's just I think he went a little overboard with the the voice. <laughs> okay, and uh, not necessarily. It's okay. Maybe not the voice. Maybe the face. A little too much teeth. Maybe I've never seen Louis Armstrong talk before, so I, I have no I idea actually, how. I don't he... think I have either. Yeah, so maybe he used a lot of teeth, but it felt like he used a lot of teeth. <laughs> anyway, getting back to writing, that's an <laughs> acting issue. Can you tell how excited we are to talk about the acting? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, everything Bill and Ted talked about was amazing future and they didn't really talk to their past selves huh no uh, yeah their future selves all of them that felt amazing um honestly i think the thing that kind of went nowhere was the the wives story yeah dude you're telling me yeah that felt like it went nowhere I think, like, and it's they don't even like rev- give you like a little glimpse of what they did. I think honestly, the reason why they wanted to give them that kind of arc is just because they they also had an arc in Bogus Journey, so they're like, eh, what we... kind of arc though? Like, I felt like they did the same thing where they just kind of threw them to the side. I I feel the arc in Bogus Journey was them dealing with their uh, evil robots versions. Okay, so I. F- was that just more giving them something to do? Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of what this was, too. But you never get to see it. Yeah. Well, somewhat. <laughs> Barely. Okay, fair. They picked a good actresses to play their wives in this one. I'll give you that. I will give you that. Um. Yeah, overall, writing wasn't perfect, but it was damn good. It was so strong. So It was so true to the original. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So where are you sitting at? Um, I'm probably in like the high eighties. The high eighties? Yeah. What are, you, what are you at? Maybe the mid eighties. Mid eighties. Yeah. What about eighty six? I can go eighty six. All right. All right. Next up, we got acting. All so right. obviously, I think the f- the four that we have to grade are Keanu Reeves as uh, Ted. Why do you make that face? As because I wasn't Ted. sure. Are you, <laughs> Is he you Ted? S- yeah, dude. Okay. Seriously, dude. They 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 bounce it back so often, and it, the daughters freaking confused me. <laughs> like, <sighs> it, it's just confusing. You're killing me, bro. Then Alex Winters as Bill. Yep. Then Samara Weaving as Billy. No. God damn it. Samara <laughs> Weaving was Thea. Shit. <laughs> and then, what is her name? Ah, oh, shit. Where is the cast? There it is. And then Bridget Lundy Payne as Billy. Hell yeah. So are those the only four? I'd say, I'd say so. Those are the ones that had the biggest roles. Okay. Unless you want to talk about any others. Maybe we can add an extra category for the extras. Okay. So, like, death. The musicians yeah. and death and 
Uh, sh- should we talk about Christian Shaw's uh, Kelly? She didn't play a good, a, a big enough role, though. I kind of feel she did. Uh, that I, I would throw her in with the extras. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, I feel we should still bring her up. Yeah, well, the extras includes anyone that's not those main four. Okay, true. Good point. Yeah. So... So, who should we start with? Let's start with the extras. Okay. I liked all the people that they got to play the musicians. Yes, they all did a great job. Yeah, but my uncultured ass (laughs) thought that when they went back to go for Mozart? I think it's Mozart. I think it was Mozart. It's not Beethoven, is it? Beethoven's the deaf one, right? I think so. Yeah, so when they went back to get Mozart, I was just like, well, that's kind of dumb. They've already gone back to get him. And then you were actually the one that corrected me and said, um, no, they picked up Beethoven. And I'm like, wait, who are they picking up? And you're like, Mozart. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Mozart. Yep, yeah, it was Mozart. Yeah, so. Yeah, my own cultured, uncultured ass was just <laughs> got confused because i'm like ah, they've already picked up beethoven and then you're like it's mozart and i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> um other than that Jimi hendrix awesome yeah he was fantastic louis armstrong was pretty good i really liked the guy like i said i feel he went a little cartoony with louis but i also don't have a frame of reference yeah i gotta look at some actual performances yeah, or pictures or pictures, something. Yeah, yeah, duh. I don't think there was any captured performances of him, duh. Yeah, everyone else, like the other ones, like they were just kind of minor. Yeah, you characters. really can't talk about them. Yeah, but Christian Shaw, she did a really good job. Yeah, I really liked her as Kelly. Um, it was nice that they threw in a little homage to Rufus. I loved that. That was really cool. Yeah, like the way that they introduced Rufus was they had the original time machine, the phone booth. Yeah. And they had like a projection of Rufus. Showcasing this is how he uh, first met the uh, excellent ones. And um, this is... uh... I want to know how they got that footage. What do you mean? Well, that was all... Of... Wait, of Rufus? Yeah. The actor for Rufus passed, didn't well, he? Well, yeah, but... How did they get that footage of him, though? It's all just CGI'd. Really? Uh-huh. Hmm. As far as I know. Like, I, I figured that some of them got... Like, they came out, like, him stepping out of the booth. And then kind of just standing there. And, like, that I feel like they could have taken from one of the original movies. Yeah. But it's the voice. Yeah, the, I. They definitely had to. Uh, I really want to know who they got to uh, sound just like him because yeah, the part where he's just like, "This is the original, you know, phone booth that I went back in time to uh, tell the excellent ones of their uh, futures and all this stuff." Yeah, I really want to know who they got because um, they nailed it. Yeah, I. You could have fooled me easily. Yeah. Like I thought he was still alive. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, I actually did that in the movie. 
like while we were watching it, I was just like, "Gosh, I'm so excited to see Rufus." And then you're you like looked over at me and you're like, "He's dead." I'm like, "Okay, I didn't what? say it like no, that." No, you, you're just like, uh, "No, the actor for him passed away." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, what's I forget? Unfortunately, I forgot the name of the actor that played him. Yeah, but Christian Shaw did a really good job, kind of not necessarily replacing him, but filling in for that Rufus role. George Carlin, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, he sadly passed away in 2008. Bummer. Yeah, but he, so good on that. Christian Shaw can do no wrong. <laughs> that's true. She really can't. Um, Overall, I think the they did pretty good, like, extras-wise. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool seeing uh, Ted's dad come back. That was really fun. I looked up uh, to see if um, the guy that uh, played uh, Ted's younger brother, if that was the original kid from the movie. It wasn't. No, it yeah. wasn't. Like, damn it. I was hoping it was. Yeah, I recognize that guy from, I think he's in SNL. Darn it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so. What are you sitting at with the extras? Hmm. Like, I really did not have any huge problems with any of them. So, uh, honestly, I'm at like a solid 80. 80? Yeah. I can give you that, definitely. All right, next up, should we do Samara? Yeah, let's do Samara. Yes. Played Thea. Thea. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. So good. She had one of some of the best one-liners in this whole movie. It wasn't even necessarily the one-liners. It was her delivery. Yeah, like, oh, so good. Both her and uh, the actress, Bridget, who played Billy. We'll get to her after Thea. Uh, But both of them so freaking good. Oh, my gosh. Like, what what was her name? Uh, The other? Uh, Bridget. Bridget? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Bridget. Because I, I kind of feel like grading, not necessarily together, because I think one did better than the other, but... Say what now? Actually, I don't know if they... Did, I think they did about the same. Yeah, I would actually give them the exact same score. Yeah. Okay, then I'll I'll grade them together. I'll talk about them together. Okay. Bridget, she, it felt like she had just recently watched... The original Bill and Ted movies. For real, though. And she could easily play a young Keanu Reeves. <laughs> at least from that era. Like, and it's just like the simplest line, but when she delivers, yeah, wow, is so perfect. I'm like, like, are you like actually a Ted's daughter in like, no shit. Like, dead, 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 dead serious. Like, oh my gosh. I, I love that. Like, it was Basically, it was a really true adaptation yeah. of what Keanu did way back when. Yeah. And it worked so well for her. It just, it blew my freaking mind. And I liked that they didn't have... Like, in, in Bill and Ted, it feels like Ted... Or not Ted, Bill kind of runs the show a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And in their group, 
it's Billy that kind of runs the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And that it's wait, is it Billy? No, Thea's the the blonde one. Thea yeah. is Bill's daughter, Ted's daughter. Which one is Thea's? What, so who, the, so Thea is Bill's daughter, and then Billy Thea is, is Ted's is daughter. Ted's. Thea is Ted's. No, Billy is Ted's. Yes. So yeah, okay. they named their daughters after each other. Opposite. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Opposites. That's gonna confuse the <laughs> living shit out of me. Um. Yeah. So Bill kind of runs. Like they kind of kept that part true. Yeah. Where. Th- that each group's Bill runs the show, yeah, and each group's Ted is just kind of there's moral support, more or less, yeah. But I appreciated that Thea was was just kind of a more of a hype hype woman. She honestly was, and point. like just like how you said, like when she's just like, but dude, we have to have Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> like that line was so well delivered. And it's it's like it's it's different than something I see Ted doing. Fair. That is fair. Like I don't think like Bill and Billy I think are pretty similar in yeah. their actions. Billy obviously emulates Ted a little bit more. Yeah. Cuz She's his That's daughter. Yeah. yeah. And, but I don't think Thea is necessarily a reflection of Bill. Ted? Bill? Okay. <laughs> so are you referring to who is Thea's dad? Yeah. So, no, like, Billy is like a reflection of Bill with the mannerisms of Ted. Okay. And it feels like Thea is kind of her own character. That's fair, actually. I can agree with that. Which I really appreciated. That yeah. it wasn't like Bill and Ted, Billy and Thea, basically the same people. Yeah. Like, it fe- they felt different, even though they had a lot of the similarities. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. So, gosh. They did so well. Seriously, though. It was so good. Okay, you're probably I'm probably gonna catch shit for what I'm about to say, like hardcore. I dare say they did better than Alex Winters and Keanu on their performance. Keanu, yes. Alex Winters, I might have to fight you. I feel it's probably about the same for me. Uh, okay, okay. So you would put. Billy and Thea at the same level, yes. but you you wouldn't put Keon or Bill and Ted at the same level. So I would put, and I hope I don't catch it for this either. So I would put Billy and Thea on the same level as Bill. Okay, but I'm sorry, I would put Ted a little lower. That's fair. Okay, so what are you thinking for for Billy and Thea? Do honestly, I'm I'm pretty freaking high. I am too. You're probably gonna like disagree with me with this one. I'm at like a ninety-five for each. Ooh. I'm like like a ninety-one. I 
So maybe three. Maybe th- I can meet you at ninety-three. All right. So I'll give ninety-three to both of them. Perfect. All right. Next up, we got Bill. So, like I said, okay. Um, now thinking about it, I might give Alex Winters like a touch below Billy and Thea. What do you think? That's where I'm at. Like I'm thinking. Because Alex Winters was so good in this. Like, it felt like he never left the role of Bill. He he was fantastic. I, I loved him in this. So, I'm at, like, a 91. A 91? Yeah. I'm trying to think of, my, of his performance. I don't think I had any issues with it. So, 91, I think that's fair. Right. I think that's definitely fair for him. And we're about to induce the wrath of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, getting to Keanu Reeves. See, he, a lot of reviewers have said it's like uh, when um, Alex Warner's and Keanu Reeves came back for this movie, it's kind of like they, they never left the roles. And I totally feel like Keanu Reeves... like he <laughs> felt like he left the role. <laughs> He's really trying. And he gets better yes, as time did. goes on. Yes, and honestly... It's just after, the opening that's a little like... Ugh. You're just like, I am not used to you being back in this kind of role. So you got to give me a minute to get used to this. And honestly, it was a lot better a second time watching it. Did, were you able to watch it a second time? I was not, ah, unfortunately. Darn it. darn it. I feel so. I mean, of course, I'm going to buy it, so I'll send you the coat. Um, but yeah, like after like watching it a second time, okay, like, hey, I'm used to Keanu going back to this role. So like the beginning. Like, didn't feel, like, totally out of place like it did the first time. Dude, but the first, uh, yeah, exactly. The first time, you're just like, oh, damn. Like, wow, okay. So, so okay. We're, we're, Keanu's really doing this, all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean but kudos to him for wanting to come back. Okay, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, major kudos. The issue is, I feel like he was being a little too... Like I think he should have projected a bit more. That's fair. You know that's fair. And like because it seemed like at the the beginning he was very more like soft spoken. Yeah. And like his voice was like really deep, and which is weird. Yeah. Because it just feels like John Wick trying to act. <laughs> and like as I said, it gets better later on. Yeah, I've, and it's more when he's arguing, and then he's able to get like project more, like when he's yelling at himself. Yeah, and that I feel like that's when he really hits his stride and summons his like his old Ted. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I appreciated the hell out of that. He actually, I think he did better in his future self roles than he did his present self. <laughs> You know, honestly, for me, it's be- probably because he actually had facial hair again. It is so weird seeing Keanu Reeves without facial hair now. Yeah, I feel like it would have worked if he had it. I seriously think it would have worked just fine. Yeah. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with Ted having facial hair now. Bill is fine without facial hair because Alex Winters looks just like Alex Winters. But I'm sorry, Keanu Reeves does not look like Keanu Reeves without facial hair It now. ages him. Drastically. Like, honestly, I don't know if he ever did. It looks like he had Botox. Yep. Like, bad. 
Yeah, I don't like, think he ever. Bad. I don't think he ever did. No, I yeah. I, I don't think he's. But ever yeah, done without that. without facial hair. Wow. Yeah, I wonder if that's a like a thing because with most people, like if if you shave, it does add, it, like it makes you look heavier. Yeah. Like a heavier set and like kind of like I feel like it drags your face down. So maybe it's there's like a lot more weight on your facial hair than people assume, and then it just kind of like stretches your skin out or something. Like I have no idea, but yeah, not a super good call getting him to go clean shaven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, his like I said, his interactions with his future self hilarious. All yeah, of his future selves were hilarious. So funny. Like, I love when, like when he goes in the when they go meet the two f- years in the future s- themselves. Oh yeah, and they basically are just telling like them to like screw you, <laughs> and then he's like, you know what, screw you, and he turns or Bill or Ted's just like, what you say? <laughs> like that was perfect. I was actually expecting that and i'm glad that they didn't i was almost expecting him to throw in like a john wick fight scene for keanu I'm and i'm so glad that they did that would not have fit in a bill and ted movie no not at all like that's what i thought that they were going with the how how many years in the future the one where they're in jail that's where i oh, thought that was going where that... he was gonna like end up having to fight oh, them gosh. And I'm glad that that didn't happen. Yeah, for real, though. I felt like that would have been, like, overly cheesy. <laughs> Seriously, though. So where are we putting him? Because he's a lot lower than the the uh, the four. But how lower? That's Where are you at? Uh, low 80s. Okay. Like maybe eighty one, if I'm being nice. <laughs> Can you give me eighty one? I'll give you eighty one. All right. All right, and that averages us out to an eighty seven point six. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, next we got character development. So I think this is more following the story of Bell and Ted. Yeah. So we kind of grade them as a group. Or as, like, growing together? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's really cool that uh, they've stayed together this long. Um, and I, I I thought it was very interesting how, like, towards at the beginning, like, Ted was really, like, the only one that was kind of, like, considering, like, hey, you know, like, we've been doing this for so long. You know, I, I'm kind of tired of this dude. Maybe it's time to, to give up. Maybe we can't, you know, unite the world. But Bill is the one, like, Bill's, like, the persistent one that's like, no, we have a destiny to fulfill. It's got to happen. Yeah, and, which keeps true to the character in oh, the yeah. other two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, just watching their progression throughout the movie and, you know, like, them dealing with uh, the possibility of their wives leaving them. And it seemed like it was hitting Ted the hardest um, with that predicament. Um, and just, you know, seeing if they could uh, reunite the world, seeing if, like, are they really, you know, like, true role models for their daughters, kind of like how uh, Ted's dad brought up that, you know, like, they're 20, what, they're 25, and, you know, they're still living with their parents, so you guys are kind of being their role models because they're doing exactly what you guys did. Um, and so, you know, 
I think it's actually a very interesting char- character arc, just seeing like how these two characters are dealing with being in their 50s and not accomplishing what they set out to, you know, to do, but then actually finally accomplishing it. And, you know, it's very interesting seeing like how far you're willing to go to accomplish your kind of your dream in a way. That is re- a really good idea. Like a really good thought. Um, so I really liked how at the end they came to the realization that it wasn't them that put the song together. Yeah, it was their daughters. It was their daughters. And yeah, I really liked that. Basically handing over the fate of the world to them. Yeah. Which is something that they, it's been sitting on them and they've been struggling with for years. And I don't think they, they truly embraced the potential of their daughters until, until that moment. Yeah. And that was just kind of like a really sweet moment was. I also really liked with the actual song save the world was it really wasn't about like, cause there was no words at all, no lyrics or anything. I love that. It wasn't about the actual song. It was about everyone actually playing it together. Yeah. I loved that. That, that is definitely, I feel how you unite the world. Definitely. That is such a good way to interpret that prophecy that they're part of. That, like, I love that. And you can see why the future would hold them in such high regard. Because, yes, you could say that it's Bill, Billy and Thea that are that wrote the song that say or that united the world. But it was Bill and Ted that executed it. Yeah. And, like, there's... I mean, there's room to play both sides on who's really the ones that should be praised in the future. Like, you could definitely make the argument that Billy and Thea should be, but I liked how it was more the Preston and Logan were the ones that were being held in high regard. Yeah. And it was kind of like a passing of the torch a little bit. Which I really, really liked. And then also making sure that they are executing the the prophecy of... Yeah. Or not prophet, like destiny. There we go. And which they did. Like, the the ending was a bit confusing with the whole, like, infinite Bill and Ted's... Yeah, that was, the, 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 was maybe a little bit much. Yeah, well... Well, not okay, it was, not it, much. Not, it was confusing. Yes. Like, okay, there we go. You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on right now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think they had a really good arc with that, and there was some learning that was done by their wives that kind of group had them grow back together that yeah that's very true and it was kind of a bummer that we didn't get to see that yeah that was definitely does all happen abrupt they're just like oh you know we found out that we're happiest in this reality with you guys all right happy ending yeah it 
honestly, I because they had such an issue kind of separating themselves at the beginning, didn't Bill and Ted go their separate ways with their wives? What do you, wait, what? Like when they did the the infinite Bill and Ted shtick. Yeah. Didn't they were they all four together in the booth? I think so. Mm. I probably would have had like Bill and his wife and then Ted and his wife they take two separate booths kind of showing that they could separate themselves and that they could individually because they at the beginning they said that we said we love you. Damn, okay, actually, to their wives. See, damn it! Now I gotta watch the movie again because I actually don't know if maybe if maybe it was two separate phone booths. Yeah, because I remember them. Like I remember Bill and his wife going and spreading out instruments. Yeah. But I don't remember seeing like Ted. Uh, they, I, no, I do remember them doing that. Yeah, but like I remember him doing that with his wife. Yeah. But I don't remember him doing it Shit, with maybe, Bill and Ted. Yeah, like, maybe with, it was two different phone booths. Yeah, unless, like, the infinite thing, like, split them, and then the, there's, like, a group where it's, like, Ted and his wife, and then Bill and Ted, and then Ted and his wife. And then maybe, like, Ted, that Bill and Ted's wife together. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> However you want to Trippy, wanna, man. Yeah, freaking trippy as shit. But, yeah, like, they did have a really good arc, though kind of trying to figure out what to do with the uh the song. Yeah. And it was like interesting that they were learning like their whole story was trying to be better for their wives. Like that's what they were learning while also trying to get the song to unite the world mm-hmm. while Billy and Thea were out making like collecting people to be part of the band that sing the song and yeah like those two different story arcs were just amazing yeah they, they really were and it was like interesting how they kept going back and talking about how they're like with their wives and they're like the like our wives are never going to want to be with us if we're like these these tools <laughs> <laughs> which was was really fun it was so Gosh, this one's average for me. Like, it's like on the higher average side, so I'm like in the mid to high eighties. Like a solid eighty-five. An eighty-five? Yeah. That's that's I think definitely fair. Yeah. All right, effects. These were I don't know. Okay. Uh, don't even say it. <laughs> Okay, when they're actually like time traveling, like going through, I that was I that lo- looked good. It's that was when they were the walking originals. around. That looked like shit. Yeah, when they were walking around the future, Did you yeah. scream green screen. <laughs> I mean, I would, but I don't want to wake up Iris. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it looked rough, dude. Yeah. Especially in the future. Yeah. And you could even tell it with some of, like, the other sets. Like, when they jumped to the 2022 versions of themselves and, like, and saw them, 
when they were outside by the phone booth, you could tell green screen. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, not not good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they try to keep true to like the original special effects, though. Yeah, that they didn't try to overdo the the phone booth effects. I, I did appreciate that. Yeah, so that was really nice. But I I have to dock for the for the freaking green screen. It was distractingly bad. Yeah. Honestly, because of how distractingly bad it was, I'm at like this is out of a hundred, right? Yeah. I'm at like a seventy five. I might be lower. I can go Hell lower. looked really bad too. I've it looked a little better okay, than the future. Look, I'll i I'll give you this. I'll give you this. The the panning shots of hell yeah. looked good. When they were t- at Hell's door, or not Hell's door, when they were at Death's door, and it was like shooting in between, like Death talking, and then like panning back to uh, Bill and Ted talking, that looked rough. Yeah, you got a good point there. So you said seventy five. Yeah, I'm like seventy one. I could on actually, I could honestly <laughs> give you that. No problem whatsoever. Yeah, it's a bummer, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. All right. Next up, we got music. I mean, it did put in the song that reunited the world, or united the world. Yeah. So fair enough. But was I'm I'm I have to do this. The soundtrack was not as good as the other two. No, it was not. Honestly, to me, I think Bogus Journey actually has the best soundtrack of the three. Um, but yeah, it was. Definitely... I would give that a ten, easy. Yeah, same. So good. This I is definitely in more in line with the first. Yeah, I. Can it actually might be below the first for me. Like how low are we talking here? I'm still like. Just, just ranking them, okay. soundtracks. I would go Bogus Journey, Excellent Adventure, Face the Music. Okay. But, like I said, I feel like Face the Music and Excellent Adventure are kind of on the same level. So I'm leaning more towards nine. I can give you that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we got costumes. So, I actually have one problem with the costumes in this movie. Okay. Okay, Alex Winters, I feel, so Ted, Bill's was perfect. Ted's, I don't know why, I, I get he's, like, older, but I don't know, like, him wearing, like, a, a button-up shirt and slacks, I don't know, it just didn't feel like Ted. The Converse felt like Ted. I know exactly what you're talking about. They had iconic looks in Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. Yeah. Billy and Thea had iconic looks, I would say. Oh, yeah. I, I, I won't go as far as saying iconic, but very memorable looks. Like, I, I could imagine what they're wearing right now. Oh, I can too. Bill and Ted didn't. Bill, I feel, did. Like considering that he was wearing he was actually wearing a wild stallion shirt i don't know if you noticed that i didn't not yeah, notice yeah, that he was at, yeah he was yeah but it's like bogus journey i feel like is a super memorable 
it, outfit. It, well, and also what I loved is um, actually in uh, Face the Music, uh, Bill does what he does in Bogus Journey, I think. He ties uh, his flannel around his waist in some scenes. Yeah, I remember I, that. I really liked that, um, that kind of homage. Yeah. But they definitely dropped the ball on Ted. They could have get. They needed to give him something to work with. Yeah, seriously. Like, cause I mean, in Bogus Journey, he had that red jacket with the big old smiley face on the back. Yeah, like that's iconic. Yeah, like you could look at that and be like Bill and Ted. Like you. You could see people dressed up as them and be like, that's Bill and Ted. Like, you know who that's supposed to be. If you dressed up like they did in Face the Music, you would not know that that's Bill and Ted. Other than whoever is Bill wearing a Wild Stallions shirt. But if you didn't understand Bill and Ted or didn't watch it, you wouldn't have grasped that. Fair. You got a good point. Like, I could honestly have identified Bill and Ted costumes before watching the movies. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, they dropped the ball. They kind of did. They picked up the slack a little bit with Billy and Thea. Especially, I loved Thea's um, overalls. Those are fantastic. Yeah, those were great. Like, that is what I consider, like, an iconic look. Yeah, absolutely. But they dropped the ball big time on Ted, on it. Yeah, Ted, I feel is the that's where they dropped the ball big time. Yeah, but I feel like they also dropped the ball with Bill a little bit. I, I they could have done disagree. something. I feel like they could have done better. I I disagree. I think they nailed how Bill looked. Reminded me exactly how he looked in Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. So, so. what are you thinking with costumes? So, because Ted knocks it down for me, um, probably at an eight. That's about where I'm at, too. Oh, perfect. There we go. Hell yeah. All right. Next up, we got our own personal grade. So, I will let you take this one. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, overall, uh, Really, really good sequel. It was awesome seeing Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves back together again. Um, Samara Weaving and Bridget uh, Payne, or Bridget Lundy, right? Bridget Lundy Payne. Yeah. Um, were fantastic as Billy and Thea. Um, and the ensemble cast was great, too. Uh, really good story for a third movie. It really fits into the Bill and Ted timeline, and it really makes for a really good trilogy, honestly. Um, so my overall grade is a solid 85. 85. Yeah. You know what? That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was really good seeing Keanu and Alex Winters back. I think they added a lot of richness to the story, mm-hmm. kind of giving Bill and Ted a legacy. Yeah, that's true. And, like, or showing how they accomplished that legacy. And I think that they interpreted what the, the their destiny in a really fun and imaginative way. Yeah. And I think that worked out super well for this movie. 
kept true with the franchise. The writing was on point. Seriously, though. So like you said, Billy and Thea knocked it out of the park. Kind of pulling a an excellent adventure kind of deal. Yeah. And while or while uh Bill and Ted were doing like a, a bogus journey yeah, style adventure. See, there we go. Love that. And I it was enjoyable. It was so much fun to watch. I might be a little lower than you. Right. I'm about an eighty three. Okay. So right, we can meet bad. at the middle at like eighty four. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. So that brings us to the conclusion of this breakdown. So our final grade for Bill and Ted Face the Music is a B. Not bad. A solid B for Bill. <laughs> yeah, so it is yeah. sitting at a 83%. So it actually is a very soft B. Oh, shit. Yeah, so our B cutoff is 83%. This oh, made it damn. Yeah, so this is 83.32%. Shit, yeah, that barely made it. So this was super close to being a B minus. Wow. So, but I think it I think it kind of deserves a B. It oh, absolutely. They were able to pull off like the nostalgia, but didn't like throw it in our face, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. So, eighty three percent. So that actually. So going back to our other B movies, every movie I'm about to list is a B movie. Um. So that puts it one point below Solo. Okay. Which I can agree with. Yeah, I can too. Uh, puts it below Christopher Robin. Fair. Puts it barely above Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Really? Barely. Uh, okay. All right. Um, ooh, it's super close, but a little bit below Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I can accept that. It is damn near in line with Sonic the Hedgehog. Fair. Two points below Onward. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, it is like neck in neck with the 2019 Disney Plus uh, Disney or Lady and the Tramp. I think I actually liked this more. Like, it's barely... Like, like I said, neck and freaking neck. Shit. All right. Um, it's below Age of Ultron. Really? Yeah. Okay. By one point. Okay. It is below the Lion King by two points. Sad. Who? <laughs> it is below Toy Story four. By 0.1%. Fair. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> I'm mad at it. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, let's see. Ooh, it is 0.1 below Child's Play. Okay. The 2019 
remake. It is above Shazam by 0.1%. You know what? Actually, I can accept that. Yeah, I can too. Um, Any other B movies? It's a little bit below Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. It is two points below The Sorcerer's Stone. Fair. And it is two points below The Force Awakens. Fair as well. Yeah. So that's all of our B-movies. All right. Not bad. So I think we found a pretty decent place for it. I think so as well. Yeah. Um, So that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, If you guys liked this episode and want to hear more of our lovely voices in the future. Oh, shucks. Yeah, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're available everywhere. And if yeah, we're not, boy. yeah, if we're not available where you're looking for us, go somewhere else. You're not searching hard enough. You're not searching hard enough. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, as well as some bonus videos that we have in the works. We promise. Like, we're dead serious this time. Yeah. We were dead serious before, but we're, like, dead, dead, <laughs> dead serious this time. <laughs> yeah, next time we'll be dead, 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 dead serious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can also follow us on social media. Uh, kind of just keep up with all of our stuff. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash theallbros. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at theallbros. Uh, you can hit us up, DM us with episode ideas, want to answer a question of the week, uh, or if you want to join us, uh, we would love to have anyone on. Uh, you can also email us at theallbroschannel at gmail.com, as well as check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can find a link to our merch store, uh, which is tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash theallbroschannel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, so next week, we are going to have a Chadwick Boseman tribute episode. Um, we are going to be breaking down his Netflix movie, The Five Bloods. Yes. Um, we just thought we, this would be a good week to try and honor him. Since we had this one planned out and we're shitty at planning. Yeah. Um, awful. Yeah. So next week we're going to be uh, watching and reviewing The Five Bloods. And we can't. I can't wait to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to either. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get super emotional. Oh, dude. You mean both. May, may you rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You were, you were a true king. Damn right. Wakanda forever. Exactly. How does it go? Ibombe? Ibombe. Hell yeah. Please, please say, I hope I'm saying it right. I think that's how you say okay, it. Okay, good. Phew. Yeah. So you guys can look forward to that next week. And until then, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Freaking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs>